you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL podcast is down with the get down. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Connor Orr, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? What's happening? The draft, the 2015 version, is in the books. It's over. It ended about, I'd say about 30 minutes ago. We filed our posts. We came right up to talk about it and get it out to you, the people. The draft is over, Greg Rosenthal. Yeah, wake up it! Wake up this room. I'm excited. I mean, this is the end of <laughs> a long week. I just feel like the start of this podcast needs a little more energy. We should be celebrating. I mean, we've been get out of the around, chair, Greg. We've been yes. around each other too long, all week long. <laughs> but now it's great. It's over, and it's my three-year-old. Well, he's now four. He asked. Uh, <laughs> He turned four while yeah, we were at the office. He asked when I st- stopped home for about eight minutes today. He asked my wife, is daddy ever coming back? <laughs> because that's what this week's been. I feel like we've spent a lot of, we've been broing out in the down in the news. Yeah, it's been fun though. Getting, yeah, our, getting was, our bro on, if you will. Yeah, you, that's, that's been happening. Day three is always a grind. It, it is easier though, not city in Radio City Music Hall. It is easier city in our comfy. I, um, I actually developed a narrowing of my spinal uh, cavity or canal. Uh, last two years ago at the draft when you're sitting in those seats at Radio City that were meant for, like, women from 1910. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, you have your laptop basically on your lap and your knees and your chest writing up this content. So we had Chris Wessling and, uh, of course, Kevin Patrick coming at you in Chicago, and they had a different venue, I guess, a better setup. And from everything, what we're hearing is that everybody loves the draft in Chicago. So... As much as I personally love to go home to New York, see friends and family. It's never happening. I don't think we're going to get another draft in uh, New York anytime sh- soon, and Chicago is definitely going to get another one. Chi-town is draft town now. This is uh, – it's mm. great. Got to work on that slogan, but – Yeah. 
No one's buying tickets to Draft Town on online or anything. I'd go to or Draft Chi Town. Or Chi Town, for that matter. Well, we can arrange that. They're definitely <laughs> never going back to a draft that's not outdoors and not a big spectacle. Whether it's in Chicago or right. not, I don't know. I think they'll just go back to Chicago next year. Why not? But if they go somewhere else, it'll just be that big, spectacular thing. That's the thing. And I remember, I remember the Super Bowl uh, two years ago. It was almost eerie having been to – now four Super Bowls, how every other city was taken over by the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl couldn't do it in New York. Uh, and now you see what happens in Chicago with the draft. So they're going to want to do that. They're going to want the, the event to be all-encompassing and there's going to be a, a Chi-Town is Draft Town tent and party area and this is seven sets all over the place. Maybe we'll go next year. Well, it's soon going to be like 12 days long. <laughs> I feel it. Now, now Mark hitting on the truth. This is going to get bigger and bigger. Uh, all right, so this is what we're going to do today. Uh, and I'm excited. And I'm pumped up, Greg. I had a, you know, I had a long shift today as well. Uh, came <laughs> to the office with like ten picks left, so I'm full of energy. So I'll everyone get on my back if you're tired. Let's go. You know that old that old story. It's like, you know, you said you were with me, and there was all the the two sets of footprints, and like, and then what happened when there was only one set of footprints? You said you would never leave me, Jesus. <laughs> Son, what? that's that's when I was carrying. I you. think you've. You You've thrown <laughs> somewhat of an appalling comparison here of yourself to <laughs> Messiah Complex. Going yeah, next it's level. Uh, it's there's we're off to a trouble. I've never start. even heard this story either. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Who's this me. Jesus character you speak of? <laughs> All right, Greg. We just well, the, our theology podcast is uh, coming up next week when things slow down. All right, so this is what we're doing. I thought it was an apt uh, comparison. I see where you're coming from, but it was again sort of appalling and way off pace <laughs> and disgusting. I got you. All right, we're gonna go through, uh, in our opinions, who are the winners and losers of the NFL draft. All seven rounds in the books, 258 pit, 256 picks, including Mr. Irrelevant Connor Orr. I'll put you on the spot. Who was it? You blew it, yeah. Mark. Who was it? Gregory Christian, I believe. Is that right? No. Well, it's half Greg. It's something like that, though. I can't remember either. It's Christian. Gold standard. It's Gerald Christian. Gerald. All right. Ah. Got the first name of the first letter of the first name right. So that number number two fifty six, Gerald Christian. Number one, Jameis Winston. We're going to go through our winners and losers. We're also going to touch base. We were unable to do it on Thursday night. We couldn't get in touch with Wes and Patra, who were you know obviously in a, a bare knuckle uh, rumble <laughs> in a parking lot outside the Chicago Auditorium. Uh, so with the ice packs on their lips and you know you know their knuckles bleeding and all that stuff, they didn't they couldn't get on the phone. This time we're gonna get them. Gold standard. We need to get them on the phone. We'll do it. I promise. Okay. So we'll get them on the phone. We'll t we'll check in as much as I don't want to. We're gonna check in on the final standings for the sandwich props. Uh, go get my lunch, turd. Uh, I'm you know listen. We already talked about Thursday. Did not go well for me, but listen, I'm a man of principle and honor, and I'm gonna own up to the fact that. I crapped the bed. There's well, and it only got worse as the draft went along. Well, it's because I, I know how to drop an onion hanger. <laughs> I knew I was going to lose the last one. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we will um, talk to Zach Goldman because it is his last show. Mm. Wow. Uh, how is he? The gold standard behind the glass. Getting emotional. It's not good. This is it. I feel like we did the same thing like six I months know. ago or you know maybe ten months ago. But this time, and I don't know this personally from having a sit-down with – Zach, uh, but this feels final. This feels like the last time we'll be we'll be doing a show with Zach. So let's make the most of it, bud. Let's do it. All right, great. 
A little somber, a little bitter. Well, no one's trying podcast. to keep it together. And, back and honestly, no one's happier than TD because there's been a threatening <laughs> presence with Gold Standard just hitting shows out of the park. As a listener, I could feel that. Like mostly a listener to this podcast, I can feel that. But <laughs> yeah. now you're here in the big chair. Now I'm here. And you're going to knock it out. <laughs> All right. So why don't we get into it? Let's start talking about we'll, – let's skew positive first. Let's talk about the teams we thought – and this goes beyond just the first-round pick. We talked about the picks we liked and didn't like uh, in the first round on Thursday. So maybe from you know, a more macro sense of the, the seven rounds in general. And we'll start with Connor Orr, who's been put on the spot to deliver by the boss – uh, Connor, who jumped out to you as a winner, whether it be a team or a player or whatever else? I have the first. I had, I had two winners, but uh, my first, my main winner is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Ozzie News. Oh, the Ravens Twitter feed, which is not my favorite Twitter feed. I'm just keeping no. it real over here. Uh, every every tweet basically has the hashtag in Ozzie we trust. Ugh. A little insufferable. We get it. But we also get that Ozzie Newsom knows what he's doing here, and you're saying, Connor, that Ozzie – did do it again. See, but I didn't know that, so now I kind of want to change my pick. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, no, I thought, you know, I came into this draft thinking there was no way that he was going to do what everyone thought he was going to do. I mean, they desperately needed wide receivers and, and tight ends, and I thought that he was still going to go best player available, but he managed to kind of do both. Like, he, he got a great wide receiver, he got the best tight end in the draft, and then, you know, towards the end of the draft, uh, that guy from Delaware, Nick Boyle, another steal, I think. I saw him at the Senior Bowl, so I, I really like what the Ravens Wait, what did you see out of Nick Boyle? Just uh, some shiftiness, you know, mm. but but like Mayock says, but tw- not twitchiness. Tw- twitched but, up? But just shiftiness, you know, in a good way. Actually, he hurdled somebody, and so that, like, caught my attention. Wait, so if you take Nick Boyle and Max Williams, it's over. Dennis Pitta, the Aaron Baltimore is over. I think they're, yeah, I mean, and, and they even said as much. I mean, he doesn't even know if he's going to play this year, so that, that and that's a hip. That's like A lot of people crazy. talked about Perriman as having drops issues. I mean, he did. College, so he said he's got a chip on his shoulder about that. He wants to prove him wrong. I love the I love the Max uh, Williams pick because yeah, like you said, just they went out and addressed their needs, but they got good players too. I also feel like the Ravens could you know they could draft seven serial killers and people would be like, oh, Ozzy knew some listen, man. He just they got it done here. <laughs> Matt, well, Mark clearly brand, showing yeah. his AFC North axe to grind. No, I mean a they, it, he does a good job. Part though. of the reason is they do do a good job, but it's kind of like they're going to get the benefit of the doubt no matter what they do, they, and then you earn that. So a lot of times, Ozzy Newsom seems to take the guys that the media has ranked fairly high that falls in the draft. Carl Davis would be an example. Not a guy I know a lot about, Carl Davis from Iowa, but he's someone people had rated very highly. He ended up slipping until pick 90. I like that Carl is back on the grid as a name. Yeah. Got to get that name <laughs> Six, back. Five. So you get a defensive tackle to help replace uh, Haloti Nada. They're pretty good up front anyways. Brashad Perryman. And even with Perryman's drop issues, I mean, they don't need a guy. I mean, it's dumb to say that you don't need a receiver who can catch passes, but I mean, Tor- <laughs> Torrey Smith was able to use Use his speed to just take the top off of a defense, and that's what Perry like can do. You Cam know? Cameron, uh, once upon a time, saying he wants guys that will fail. He's looking at guys that will fail up and fail forward. <laughs> fail better. <laughs> fail better. Um, it's, all right. It's insanity. Mark, uh, well, this be a winner. For me, I went. I went with the uh, the Bengals. So don't you know? Don't tell Ooh. me that I can't give a little credit to the AFC North because that's exactly what's happening right here. Yeah. You know, it wasn't super flashy, but they went out. They they needed to work on that offensive line, and I thought they did a good job. They got Cedric Obugui something this or other. That seems like a good character at number 21 <laughs> overall out of Texas A&M. A lot of confidence in And the then Jake overall. Fisher. Well, no, I mean, let's be honest. Come on. We, we don't, we're not sitting around <laughs> no. watching hours of offensive line. That just caused your boss, by the way, Connor. to put his hands over his face. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> funny. Well, I went into this. I wrote this, but then I realized I have to say this now as I yeah. was do, spitting that sentence. I will did not go a, well. I don't know him either. I will give you the correct pronunciation as a Northeastern <laughs> University graduate. Cedric Agabuahe. All right. Well, uh, well, he drew comparisons to Eugene Monroe. So mm. I think that's pretty strong. And, I mean, again, I like teams. I don't like teams that get too cute when you have a need and you try to be one of these teams that ignores it. Hey, we're the Cowboys, and we didn't draft a running back. Right. Well, come on. They needed to fill this. They got two good players, according to people that know more than I do about the draft, and have a nice day. They also got a nice tight end that can catch catch the ball, Tyler Croft. So. You just didn't want to look like a homer when you really are feeling your Cleveland Browns are the team that had the best draft. Go ahead, Not Mark. only in the AFC North, but in the whole draft. And so I did it for you, and I just put them on the winner's list to, to help. Well, tell, I, tell I us think, why. I do think they had a good draft. You know, they built the guys up front. You know, we don't know if Cameron Irving, it's not a sexy pick in the first round there, right. but he can. they're building on a strength. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They were very focused on getting big up front on both sides and kind of having an identity. And I like at least when teams – have a nice little theme to their draft, and their theme yeah. was big up front on both sides. Well, the opposite of Ozzie Newsom is Ray Farmer, where, and I'm not overpraising him. He had a lot of issues with last year's draft, but when he's going to have to go have three or four good ones, if he even has that chance, before people start to say, oh, they've got, they do have an identity, because they didn't have an identity, and Connor, he follows the Browns too. Since 1999, I feel like they seem to be getting closer to that with just say, we're going to get big and ugly up front, and we're going to beat you up. I like Duke Johnson too. He was not that I am a college expert, but he was one of those guys that kind of circled in the pre-draft process. Like that's the kind of running back that always seems to get taken in the third round, and then they and he did, and then does well. Kind kind of the tough guy who's not gonna just win a forty-yard dash, but he can make people miss in the hole. He's good on third downs. He's versatile. Lee Suggs esque. Mm, in interesting. No, but no. and then <laughs> to close out the draft. Uh, speaking of butchering names, I'll join you. Uh, uh, Ifo Ekpre Olomu from Oregon. That's correct. Was it? Yes. Nice. Uh, <laughs> one time thought to be a first-round pick. He's got ACL, so he's going to sit out for a while. But comps from Mayock. To Champ Bailey. Absolutely, yeah. Nice. See you in yeah. San Francisco, Cleveland. Boom. I thought I, nice draft, Mark. You you sent like <laughs> 204. I actually counted him. I did a word count. Mark had to be at a bar somewhere. I got It was five texts in a row to Connor, myself, and Greg. Uh, threatening me with my life. And then well, I don't. If oh, I, you are right. I if I went after right. the Browns as um, you know a loser in the draft, 241 words over five texts. What I didn't tell you when you sent that, yeah. which I found funny, was that Mark had separately sent texts just to me asking my opinion on the draft, and that was four or five straight. Uh, that, well, also by the way, which I didn't tell you, also to Connor, <laughs> and then also to Wes. <laughs> That's the, well, outrageous. The best, that is outrageous. The best thing about, about Mark and the Browns <laughs> is you. sometimes he says things like, oh, I'm out, I'm losing touch, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pulling away from this team. But I don't think Mark has ever been more in on the team to the point where you get nervous that when you think we might be coming after them. Well, you know, you say, we say we want to be ahead of the curve, and I think that it's a time where everyone's killing them no matter what they do. Yes. And I start to see changes coming about. I really do. Here, they've done a lot of sizzle-type moves in recent drafts, so maybe if they go back and work in the trenches and have a more workmanlike draft, maybe that works. Seven, I like it. Seven, I really like the Bears draft, too. Uh, mm. Kevin Patra had that as one of his winners, and that was going to be the one I, I chose. Tell uh, us why, Greg. Kevin White. I mean, that's a way to start. I, he's a fun guy to watch, and then you got Jeremy Lankford, 
who's kind of like a Matt Forte, but not nearly as good at it, but a nice little backup for him. Uh, and then, of course, Zach Goldman's cousin. How is it like hey at yo. the Goldman house hey yo, this Eddie. week seeing your cousin, Eddie Goldman, get picked up by Chicago? We were pumped, you know? It's it's his favorite city, so really stoked <laughs> for him on that. Uh, we used to watch Keenan and Kel together growing up, yeah. Wayne's World, all these Chicago-based shows, so it was ex- really exciting for him. Plus, uh, plus, uh, unfortunately, though, he went to an NFC team with a with an animal true. mascot. That I can was only... one, one of the sandwich propositions. You said he was going to go to an AFC team. I thought maybe the Patriots would be the team to do it. Didn't happen. Yeah. Well, when you know, go get my lunch sort of progresses further along in the season, I will be betting that Bill Belichick and the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl because they didn't <laughs> get big enough on the defensive line. They, they left Eddie on the board. Well, by the way, you better be purchasing those sandwiches before you will leave the company. Okay. Absolutely. So, sure. what, the next, like, hour? <laughs> Get it done. There's time. <laughs> um, Let's hear some winners from Dan. Well, this, this always makes me happy because uh, I was I was at home, and Greg sent me an email, hey, do you want to get in on this, throw a winner and loser? So, I figured, well, I love, I love what the Jets did in this draft. And I love that Greg was going to do it, too, but I just beat him to it. Yeah, Jets were going to be my first pick. I love what the Jets did in this draft. And, uh, you know, I am not. I am a homer, but I also will keep it real when the Jets don't have a great draft. I don't always think they have a great draft. This year, I really did. Kelvin Williams, I think that what, – Leonard Williams, that was the great uh, steal of the draft, in my opinion, at six. But then I love what they did in day two with Devin Smith, who – the one problem with their offense, in my opinion, after these acquisitions is that they didn't have a, a lot of speed. They had a lot of physical guys, whether that be in the backfield or with their wide receivers. Now you bring in this guy, Devin Smith, who is a true vertical threat that, and this is a stat I love, Mike Mayock says that he tracks a deep ball better than any prospect he's seen in years, which I like the sound of that. You Sounds just got to get someone that can uh, throw it to him. Well, yeah, well, that's a problem, obviously, and that's the the quick shoot-down of the Jets. But the Jets are doing what they have to do, building up a roster and waiting for the chance whether uh, Geno Smith comes through or the fourth-round pick, Bryce Petty mm. out of Baylor, who, who, to me, big project. The only way they go wrong with Bryce Petty, who's supposed to have a big arm and, and knows how can play the position, is just raw because he played in that spread offense in Baylor. The only way this goes wrong is if this organization gets jumpy and tries to push him into action too soon. Because I remember back in the Combine, uh, Mike Mayock sitting in on the press conference on the last day of the Combine, and he said, this guy is a project. This is going to take – this is multiple years. So they got to put him, redshirt him for a year or two, and maybe it becomes something. I like that pick a lot. And, uh, and Zach Stacy, who we also say we like uh, as a running back, we talked about him. We talked about him on Thursday. He wanted out. The Jets pick him up via trade, so their backfield has some good pieces in it. I feel like the Jets put it all together. If they get even average play out of Geno Smith, I think this is a playoff team. I think Mike McCagnum, what got Brandon Marshall and Zach Stacy out of fourth and fifth round picks? Yeah, seventh Big round, man. seventh yeah. round, seventh pick. round for Stacy. Although I don't know, Stacy might not make the team. But, but still, they didn't overpay like for it. Like carried away. I mean, it's a great yeah. for a seventh round pick. But look at their backfield: Chris Ivory, <clears throat> Ridley. And Stacy, those are three Bilal similar Powell. and Bilal Powell, three similar sort of backs. One of them's not making the team, so either Ridley's getting cut or Ivory's getting cut or Stacy. I would bet on Stacy. What I love about the Jets right now is, and this was so frustrating for that fan base over the past two years, when you knew you had a good coach in Rex Ryan, but the situation he was in with John Idzik in the hole, it was unhealthy and unproductive, and it's the hardest way to watch your team start to crumble. They're healthy now. The GM and coach work together well. They clearly. 
they hit this one out of the park with where we can stand and look at it today. They're a better team, and they're actually a sneaky kind of wild card-ish looking yeah. squad if Dan's right. If they get decent play from the quarterback, just so be much better than they were last season. He just, if, he, if he shows any progress, and Greg, you, you think that he's actually a average to above average quarterback uh, that's still uh, evolving. If he ever becomes that guy, they're definitely to me, they can win 10 games this year. You know what they didn't do is they didn't put themselves in an awkward Jets position with their quarterback. Mm, right. You know what I mean? We're like, mm. they can take another quarterback next year, and it's not going to be like a weird thing, and they can also let him sit for two years, and it's not going to be a weird thing. Connor, I noticed you put the Panthers as a winner, and that reminded me of Chris Wesseling's day two winners and losers. He did some just based on Friday, and one of his was Cam Newton because Cam Newton – Got another big target in Devin Funches, another tall guy that can catch some of those overthrows. What, what did you like about the Panthers draft? Funches is one of my favorite receivers in the draft, and I just love the idea of like big physical wide receivers and just having that playing style. And, and that also translates to blocking downfield too. I mean, so if you want to have that physical running game, you know, then 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 you'll need guys like that too. I Plus, thought Shaq Thompson was weird because he's like the exact same player coming out of college that, that Thomas Davis was the the guy who people that plays linebacker and everyone thinks maybe should he play safety like what, is he big enough that sort of player there is some question that Funchess could wind up as a tight end so I mean he's that kind of a sizable player I mean it's, it's it, they, they they're 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 also in two years completely revamped that that wide receiver slash pass catching core yeah uh, no I thought you did a great job uh, does anybody want to throw out a winner one more winner before we move on to Losers. Well, I think we should mention what Wes talked about, which, which was the Titans. And that whether or not this works out, who knows. But when you go and you fill in the quarterback spot with Marcus Mariota and you get Doyle Green Beckham at wide receiver, that is rebooting what was the most boring team in the NFL, giving you a little bit of identity. Back on the map! They're back on the map. I mean, at least they're interesting, going to be interesting. And they're going to be fascinating to watch early in the year. They're the Titans again. Now. Sure. They're no the one we grew tytoons, up with. The Tanasu Tatoons. <laughs> the one uh, we grew up with. <laughs> well, I mean, we, when we were younger than today. Uh, it was good to be young, wasn't it? It was fun. Uh, yeah. Connor, what's it like? They have our attention. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about it, Connor. It's all right. You know. <laughs> Although you're like the oldest young guy I know. You've got a mortgage. Yeah. None of us have mortgages. so I do like yard work and, yeah, have a dog. You, know. you always. <laughs> and a house that's yeah, haunted. House, you know. You do. Whenever I ask you what you did on the weekend, it's always fixing the house. So that's the type of thing an old guy says, not a young guy. Hey, I, you know, it's like cool because you can say you own a house, but then it's not cool. It's like, can someone cover my shift for a minute because the water heater exploded and I'm 26 <laughs> and I don't know what that means? Connor's so going to have a midlife crisis. It's going to be <laughs> raging and enormous. <laughs> did, um, did you read that uh, op-ed criticizing Connor? Area no, man squanders 20s. <laughs> it's a really risky thing to do. It is really risky. Yes. Oh no. Here's another winner. Uh, just kidding for you, by the way. I'm, Happy I'm for a you. loser. No, nah, <laughs> you're a winner. You're a winner. Uh, the, the the Cowboys running backs that are on the team right now. You know, how about Joseph Randall? Maybe he's their starting week one running back behind the best offensive line in football. They didn't draft a single running back. Not, well, I was just about to say I want to. I was going to put them on the losers. Right, list. You could put the Cowboys as the, the losers. Running, yeah, they, right. the Cowboys did a bad job here. They really are. They are an arrogant franchise. Let's face it. And <laughs> and when you when you let Demarco Murray go out the door, and then you tell everyone the week ahead of the draft, oh, we we're fine with our in-house options, which is a bunch of you know jabronis. They're not. These guys aren't stud players. I'll be shocked if running back isn't a major issue for them this year. 
Uh, prove me wrong, obviously, and I don't think it will be Darren McFadden that does it. Maybe Joseph Randall ends up being a guy that they can really count on. But to me, I think they had a chance to get a running back in day two. They decided to sit it out. Uh, I think it was, what, 15 running backs were taken? Yeah, and they got they did what we talked about. They got too cute. And by the way, apparently your in-house scouting department doesn't have tape on in you know other NFL running backs beyond 2009. <laughs> because why is – I mean, what Darren McFadden, doesn't have we watched this guy? This is your core back and all this hoopla? It just seemed like Zach Mettenberger-level nonsense, but then he's still your guy. I like them embracing the Cowboys – of it all, though, that going for the Randy Gregory pick, you know, go and even in the first round, that was a Cowboys move. Byron Jones, take the guy that had the most insane combine that you've ever seen. And in the second <laughs> round, take the guy who was a top five talent who fell all the way to 60. And there's other questions. And Jerry Jones talked in circles about it, but something was going on with whatever happens with the psychological evaluation. He had, had the weed thing. But this guy's talented. At pick 60, I don't have a problem with that. And that's kind sure. of the Cowboys being the Cowboys. Boom or bust, it's either going <laughs> to go great and they'll be back you know, in the playoffs and deep, or they'll be terrible. And that's what the Cowboys Tony should Romo's be. Tony Romo's going to have to throw the ball 490 times, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> I like that. I like when the Cowboys are just embracing their kind of, oh, let's get all the all the crazy people. Bring them, bring them to us. When we saw, uh, you know, that's a poor choice of words. All right, that was. That's not what I meant. What I meant, you know, guys, some off-field problems. In the early 90s, that was their M.O. Get some guys, give them a second, give them a third chance. The Jones aren't, a, you know, that's what the Local Joneses are Local team about. clings to glory years and desperate <laughs> ploy. <laughs> <laughs> this, this op-ed section is really uh, brutal, Connor. I was going to say, when we saw last night, uh, we had the team camera on Jerry Jones, and then, like, everyone else left, and somebody patted him on the back, and he was the only one sitting in the chair. And it <laughs> reminded me of the final scene in The Social Network where Mark Zuckerberg is refreshing his Facebook page to see if his ex-girlfriend accepts his friend request. And it was like, he's at, <laughs> wow, one, this point, is bleak. at one point, he's so proud of the empire that he's built, but he's also terrified of what it's become like, after the <laughs> Randy Gregory pick. And it's like... <laughs> What like this could either be really great or it could be really. This is really that's awesome. That, I, I love that um, analogy. I also like that uh, having Connor in here. He's giving us the 2000 to 2012 pop culture references. <laughs> we got the 90s covered. Greg, myself, and Mark, and then Wes handles everything on the 18th century <laughs> about 1976. <laughs> so we're pretty much covered. And Zach just peppers the egg. Yeah, Zach can't, can't offer anything. Zach, Zach brings Europe to the table. <laughs> I was going to say, it so, runs, runs me the end of the 400 blows. He's like, know? what about that pop group in Eurovision? That Swedish one. Exactly. You guys don't even know what Eurovision about boy is, zone? do you? <laughs> no one here knows, don't know. no one here I, knows you know what Eurovision is? It's like the BBC. Everyone's It's like their Super Bowl. It's like American Idol if it encompassed an entire continent, but it was bigger. And it's very geopolitical. Like Russia will only vote for some countries. Like Turkey will only vote for some countries. It's awesome. Really, really good. Anyway, I knew Zach would be. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, super <laughs> awesome. Moving on. Let's put that. We'll unpack that in the um, theology podcast as well. That sounds podcast. good. A lot to talk about next time. Uh, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk another loser. Mark. Another loser. loser. You had, you had uh, Mettenberger as your loser. I did a Mettenberger because for all the good stuff that Tennessee did. Feels like a pile on. Well, first of all, we were the losers because we had oh. to write all these. Po well, not that we are losers, but we were okay. we were handed we an ugly scenario oh. and having to write all these okay. Mettenberger posts about Ken Wisenhunt and Rustin Webster, like Zach Mettenberger so much. Total wind. But we bought it. We we never bought it, I should say. We 
everyone in this room, that doesn't make us geniuses. Right. Uh, because a lot of people were calling out the BS there. This never felt real that they were going right. to do it. Uh, but I don't know that calmness for the Tennessean that uh, threw that thing out that there was no way that Marcus Mariota or Winston were going to be there. He's probably eating some crow, but well, I think not like us. You, you know, they're denying that that he asked to be traded, but I think you should ask for that because I, you know, Greg and Wes, for instance, you guys see Mettenberger a little bit differently. Well, they had the number two pick in the draft, so I have no problem with them. I mean, it, I never said he was a number two in the draft player. Oh, no, no. But I'm just saying he is, he was good. he's the loser because his starting career is over before it even began and in Tennessee. Uh, injuries happen. Who knows? He's well, still no. just, what, 23 years old? Yeah. I'm I don't just know saying, get him happen. out. the. Do- he's got to get a chance somewhere else potentially down the road. Another winner here is Connor Orr because all of us were afraid. It's tough to put losers on draft day. We're not draft experts. And you look at the drafts and you think, okay. We wrote like a thousand words on it. No, but. what I'm saying is <laughs> it's tough to just say, oh, those four guys, they're going to stink in the NFL on draft day. It, it's kind of silly. but So we all hid behind you know, kind of esoteric ideas, you know, mm. Mark put Mettenberger. I said veterans who wanted to get traded were losers, like Peterson and Rivers and basically fans that like trades because the Eagles didn't get to do any of their trades that we that we heard about. But Connor just went hard and went two teams and said two teams are a bunch of losers. The Rams, and then who was the other team? He had another one, the, the Bucks. Bucks. They're both losers. <laughs> Doubling down in the Bucks. Hate. The league is just full of losers. I don't care. <laughs> so wait, why? Why about? Uh, why the Rams? Why are they losers? You know, I, I, I've just I've seen players before that have come into camp with serious injuries. I mean, if if we're just looking for this to be an immediate impact, you know, this is going to change the way, change the game, and he's going to be a 1,200, 1,300-yard rusher. I just I don't see it right away because adjusting to NFL offenses is hard enough to begin with, and you're going to be injured. You're not going to be there. Two weeks out of camp, you're going to be taking your first snaps, theoretically. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't sold. Like, I, I think that you're depending now. You're putting a lot of onus on Nick Foles to make plays. Hmm. Hmm. I I like the pick, but you're right. They said like he might not be ready till midway through training camp, and and they, then what does that really mean? They need you know? him to be a, you know, a, a truly special running back. But it, it, from everything I've seen and heard, I, I think he could be. The thing that worries me more about them, their second pick is named Rob Havenstein. I mean, that's what are you getting at? I mean, does that just get <laughs> that I mean, doesn't just, get you going? That just doesn't sound like a guy like Hall of Famer Rob Havenstein. It just doesn't sound like some some guy that's going to succeed. And then uh, <laughs> Haman Brown, who's uh, was another tackle. They took back to back tackles and they took another tackle in the fourth round. So three tackles the, when they went to the Louisville coach who coached him um, uh, at Louisville, Charlie Strong, who's now at Texas who was working for NFL Network, and they asked him about him. The, f- the, the first thing, he kind of stammered, and then he said he has a great singing voice. Oof. And I was like, well, if that's the first thing that comes to mind, that's trouble. He'll be working at Pep Boys. Put him up the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mark? That's right, Dan. Uh, all right, those are the losers of the draft. Uh, we... Well, I got one more loser. Oh, do you want to? It's quick, yeah. but it, it's striking because it became yes, so please. present. Jay Cutler, and I'm going to tell you why. If you watched anything on NFL Network during this whole drafting, there's a commercial that aired with Dick Butkus and <laughs> Kristen Cavallari. And the chemistry between the former Chicago Bear and Jay Cutler's wife is dangerous, frisky. It's scary. It's Top scary to watch. So, yeah, Cutler, you are on, you're in trouble. And, and, yeah, and you take that and then you double down and you look at two years ago or a year and a half ago, Ian Rappaport or NFL Media Insider is – you know, dropping these hammers, uh, breaking news that the Titans would love Jay Cutler. This time, the Bears reportedly call up Jay, uh, call up the Titans, and oh, yeah, basically the Titans right. laugh and hang up the phone when they ask mm. about what it would take 
uh, which was my last onion hanger, by the way. Um, we'll get to that. But let's let's move on now, and let's get our two friends. And let's say they're more than colleagues. They're friends. That's right. Kevin Patra and Chris Wessling on the phone. They've been there all week doing the job, and now we got them on the line. Couldn't do it Thursday. Now we got them. How you doing, fellas? Who do we got? Hey, it's both of us here. We're in my hotel room. Going on. Yummy. Hello. <laughs> What's going on in that room? Waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, what do you want? What do you want? What's going on? We're, we got to you as soon as we could. We're fixing to watch the Spurs Clippers game seven. Oh, okay. All right, that's good. So we'll we'll make sure you get to that as soon as possible. But before that happens, let's talk about your experience in Chicago. All right. Let's hear it. How was it? Well, I, I love the city, and today's weather was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, yep. Was it yesterday it was really bad? Uh, no, uh, Thursday. It was pretty cold Thursday. Yeah, I mean, except for that one day where it was like low 40s and blustery, it's been a beautiful week, and um, it's a great city. I don't know about the uh, draft setup, especially the auditorium. It was, it's an older building, and it wasn't really, it's not meant for people covering a draft. It, it was a maze. It really was. It took like 15 minutes. <laughs> what was the, the whole experience, though, with the city, like the draft town and just how the, it, the draft town it was, looked great was on TV? I was out there, uh, like literally when the first pick went on the clock, I was out there running around, and it was, you couldn't move uh, during the first, when I was out there for a bit. Literally, it was sardine can. Like, it was that many people out there. All you know, it was pretty cool wandering around, looking at the Lombardi Trophy, drinking beers, like having having a good time. But it was packed. Wait, so you were drinking beers while I on was the not. job? That <laughs> explains a lot. Allegedly. <laughs> Question Wait. for you guys: Over under. Speaking of beers, I had you and you two tagged as potentially a hundred beers combined. Are you over <laughs> under on that? We I, we might not even be over fifteen beers combined for the whole week. Wow, well, I don't believe a word of That's that. That's professionalism, Mark. Well, it's more like uh, the hours don't lend themselves. We didn't get out until – we didn't get to the hotel bar until 11.30 or so or, or midnight. And then this hotel bar closes ridiculously early. Last They last called us before <laughs> 1 o'clock. <laughs> no, all right, that makes some sense. So, And, and as far as the, the event itself, we actually went through um, both the winners and losers, and we talked about some of yours – uh, is there anything else in terms of uh, from the event that you guys were surprised uh, being there in person or something that maybe a takeaway that you had from your experience? Well, the one thing I'll say is I think the, the, the best moment for me throughout the draft was the uh, when Jim Kelly went up there to announce the Bills. Oh, yeah, that was the great. Of the draft, and the whole place though, gave him a standing ovation. It was the loudest they got. And considering where that most of the fans are Chicago fans and other places and not Bills fans, that was impressive to me, and I, that was kind of the best moment of the draft for me. I think my favorite moment was uh, Kevin White's press conference after he was drafted. I just think he's a really neat guy. Um, mm. Mark and I appreciate people because of our own unique, uh, circuitous route to where we are now, uh, who have been through a lot. And he, he seems like a guy who has an unusual sense of perspective for a, a 21- or 22-year-old guy. Um, he, he appreciates where he is and loves the game, and I think he'll do anything to uh, make Bears fans happy. I, he just seems like a really neat guy. And he's a beast. I, him and Alshon Jeffrey, that's just an awesome one-two punch. I mean, Jay Cutler's in a bad situation in some ways, but then again, he's also getting Adam Gase. There's a lot of talent on that offense that we were talking up going into last year. It's like, I don't know, maybe I can fall for Jay Cutler one more time oh, with Kevin no. White on his side. 
I don't know. Wow. Kevin White just looks like a football player, too. That guy looks I, – I, I wanted him on my team. I feel like we're burying the lead. Uh, Chris, you met the big man today. That's a career <laughs> achievement. Rog? Yeah, I spoke with Roger Goodell this morning for just a little bit. Um, I was a little <laughs> starstruck. He seems, he seems like a good guy. I know it's been a bad year for him, and he gets ripped on a lot, but just watching him engage with fans, he was really patient and just really friendly. He would – uh, sign, autographing people's shirts and taking pictures while he's trying to pay attention to this uh, propaganda that they're spewing. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, I, knew, I knew the real Wes had to come out. <laughs> and, like, it was like it, Charlie figures were like jaw dropped, like he was praising so much, and he had he had to come back down to earth. There, there wow, I really like though. Uh, Greg's like, change the topic, change the topic. This has gone nuclear. No, whatever Wes said, now he can stay with the company. That was very flattering of Roger Goodell for the most part. Uh, but I think when when you met him, did he mention anything about us going to London? Any, any postcards that we've gotten? Had he heard of you? Do you think he knew who you were? Did you bring were? it up? He had no clue who I was. Okay. He <laughs> couldn't get away fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like how this started like with you saying we had a nice conversation. So right. Now he couldn't get away from you fast enough. Well, there were a lot of people who wanted his attention at the time, and I think he was being ushered somewhere. Okay. Yeah. I can yeah. promise you that I've not helped her effort. The only time I ever met him was at the Hall of Fame game a few years ago, and I asked him on a surprise attack three straight bounty-related questions, and he <laughs> wanted me dead. <laughs> no, I told him that I know it's been a rough year, and I was proud of him. Wow. Uh, wow. Proud of him. I like that. Uh, by the way, before we let you guys go, now 15 beers, that, that's a good sign for my next question. I've, I've been nervous about Patra, potential fisticuffs scenario playing out. Any near Patra brawls, uh, and maybe West got pulled into him. He is a man that uses brawn to get out of uh, tight spots. Patra has been a perfect citizen and under his best behavior from what I've seen. Kevin? Uh, I, people, other people are trying to get to induce fights, Ali want, being one of them. But, uh, no, we've been, we've been good. Ali Bonparty, uh, one of our... Saying that he was hoping that we would <laughs> Muhammad get Ali, actually, it was. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost shocking how professional the two of you are together. Maybe you should be a combo that I just send out to all events. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. After this uh, ridiculous thing I covered this morning, uh, I don't know if I want to be going anywhere else. But wait, what was it? Let's just move on. No, we Let's got, what is on. it? What is we, it? The, uh, a shadowy league figure oh, has entered leave. the room. Before we leave, <laughs> I, I think we ought to talk some Titans. All yes. right, let's hear it. I mean, well, that's their name now. Yeah, no, it's back. There's no, there's no reason why we should ever call them by the Titans, and uh, you know, or at least until next year when these picks bomb, and then they're, you know, they're still the Titans. But Wes, tell us why. Well, you, get, I, I have no idea if Marcus Mariota is going to be great, but he seems like an exciting quarterback, and he seems like a really good guy. He seems like all his Hawaii coaches obviously loved him and teammates. Um, so I think he'll be an exciting player. Then you get. Doriel Green Beckham, who's a red zone monster and one of the most intriguing prospects in the entire draft. And they pick up uh, Cobb today, a, a running back who was one of DJ's favorite sleepers. And they really needed that because we weren't really sold on Bishop Sankey. So I, they've got a really young offensive nucleus under 25 with eight or nine starters who are really young and, and talented. So they, they should be fun to watch. Think about who Mariotto's throwing to. Kendall Wright, who to me is – one of the better young players, so kind of in that slot role, thousand yards a season, I think. Just if Kendall Wright played for the Packers, people would think he was as good as Randall Cobb. Right, exactly. And then you have Justin Hunter, and now you have 
Doriel Green Beckham. You have Delaney Walker, who's a solid starting tight end. And then as your backups, just insurance policy, Harry Douglas and Akeem Nix. Six and kind ten. Kind of fun. Six wins, ten <laughs> losses. I think Delaney Walker could be better than average. That guy yeah, put him with a good quarterback. He could be a pro bowler. And I, and I think that number two pick set the tone for their whole draft. Everyone thought, uh, myself included, they were going to wimp out and they were going to trade out of that pick. But instead, they showed they hung some onions. Oh, yeah. So, Titans get- fans. Jaguars getting love. The AFC South is back. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> that, that division needed some help. All right, guys. Go. picking MVP potential for Ryan Mallett. <laughs> oh, give me a break. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Go enjoy the game, Wes. I'm sure you're nervous. The Spurs, surprisingly, a lot of people don't know this. The Spurs are Chris Wessling's favorite NBA team. I am extremely nervous, but I'm excited for this game. I would like to watch it from start to finish and uh, see if Kawhi Leonard can put him on his back. There we go. And, gentlemen, thank you for uh, carrying the load in Chicago and uh, get home safely to your respective destinations. All right. Thanks, guys. Later. See you, Patrick. All right. You only say farewell to well, Patrick. Well, I feel like Chris was on the end of that conversation. We had said goodbye That seemed to like a slight to me. Okay. Dan, Dan Connor, you agree? Uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Always trying to create tension. Uh, let's quickly, before we move to the uh, ending portion of our program, let's check in on Go Get My Lunch. Uh, where, uh, you know, I, I need, uh, Zach, I need a little Get Your Dan Hanses just to get my emotions up. Well, no, not that. Oh, okay. I just need this for my self-esteem because I believe I went 1-14. I believe I did. I don't know. Wow. Because I know I didn't, I didn't win anything other than the Manziel uh, wager, I believe, with Mark. By the way, the gogetmylunch.org, we'll say it again, one of the best websites on the internet, amazing. I mean, honestly, it looks better than than a lot of professional. It looks websites. better than our site. Let's face it. What are what are we say. at? Well, <laughs> we still need some updates here, but I I think basically that Chris Wessling's going to end up at six and four. Mark Mark Sessler, Johnny Manziel will not be traded, so you're going to lose four there. You'll end up at ten and five. The nice. big winner. The, Very nice. The Sizzler sounds like the Browns record. And, and we'll I'll be a little <laughs> off because I'm not really. Counting some of these, um, but more or less, Dan, you'll end up around one in fourteen. Mm. Wait, no, wait. Go. You will, you will get a sandwich back from Gold Standard, so, so you'd be something like three and fourteen. Okay, well, that's okay. Yeah. I, you know, I would have rather gone zero and seventeen if I'm if we're gonna go this bad. But what do it's you know? it is healthy and it is purifying sometimes to just completely bottom out. Yeah, and mm. then you rebuild. I'm gonna your, be your nine. inner in John Idzik has just been fired. And you just hired your inner Mike. I would Nagy. think anyone that thinks going into our next time we play the game before the season starts, anyone that thinks that I'm going to do poorly again, you are sorely mistaken. Because I'll know what I'm talking about the next time we play the game. <laughs> Three, that is a difference. <laughs> Three and 14 is, is epic. That's historic. That's going to be tough. All right, tough. can we move on? And the overall standing is going to be tough to come back from. But your winning percentage is still higher than one man in this group. <laughs> What's and up, that, guys? And that's the gold standard. Who will on? leave the company without ever no, no, having no. won a sandwich? No, no, no. Golden Tate will have at least 100 receptions this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. How you like those onions? Actually, technically, you did get a sandwich from Mark. He That's let you true. jump into Johnny Manziel, so you'll be one and four. So there you go. There we go. That's good. I like my sandwiches. I don't recall letting him in on that, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that is, that's it for our draft podcast, our draft recap uh, 2015 edition. Thank you for everyone that listened, stayed up late, or got up early and listened to our Thursday show, which is always fun. And now this is our final show uh, of the draft process. We will be back. 
don't know. We haven't decided when our next show will be. I don't know, Tuesday? Maybe I think we'll... it's Tuesday this week, yes. So we will now, you know, now is with the draft now in the rearview mirror, now we're going to start getting into, you know, more work in, workout camps, and we're going to head towards training camp. And then before you know it, geez, Louise, it's going to be the new season. So Well, we'll start We'll start also getting – we'll probably end up talking about this draft even a little more for all the teams. I nope. feel bad about the teams we this haven't talked about. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we need to cover this event. At any other length. Like We're the done. Falcons. <laughs> what have we said about the poor Falcons fans out there? And the Redskins. We'll try to figure out All what right, the heck you guys are doing. We will get into those teams. We will get into those teams uh, next time. And, Connor, it was very nice to have you out in California after this. It's not over yet in terms of us hanging out. Uh, fight night, Manny Pacquiao, yes. Floyd Mayweather. We're going to go to Hansis Manor and watch that. And the old pay-per-view. Your house isn't haunted, right? Is uh, no, it is, it's actually pure. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's totally. We, we may need to work on some logistics for that. Just I don't want to wait. Will you? You're your going to bring spirits. See, into I don't home? know. Like I, you know, I have to check a lot of times. So we'll we'll just make sure that's okay. But just it's still a little bit concerning. <laughs> yeah, but it was good to get your twenty-something, uh, uh, you know, viewpoint on things for sure. <laughs> and now we turn our attention. <laughs> well, I don't know what's happening. And we turn our attention now behind the glass, and um, you know, this 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 could be it, guys. This probably is it. The gold standard, who's been such a great ally of the show and uh, really uh, a gifted young man. He's going to move on to something else. Oh, get out of here. Too kind. Zach, I feel weird was, playing this. great having you. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> All right, see you later. All right. No, seriously, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a sincere pleasure. Thanks for having me after my hiatus, too. Yes. I know I left the team. Felt very guilty about that. Begged for forgiveness. Came back wearing the number forty-five, like Michael Jordan, <laughs> and uh, you got twenty-three back though. Right. You exactly. know they'll put you on other assignments, but it's you'll true. always be an around the league yeah. member. You know what well, I mean? I appreciate we're, that. We're hanging your jersey in the rafters, and we invited Connor to, or uh, Zach to hang out with us tonight, but he's he big time. This no, is to a no, no, no. <laughs> different Pacquiao Mayweather I, fight. I forgot that I had party. plans for that, but hey, when I come back this summer, <laughs> we're gonna hang out, grab some brewskis. Seriously, I know <laughs> our fan, our listeners that have made it this far, probably do want to know what you're doing next. Sure. It's very interesting. So just quick, yeah, you know, it's, tell it's, us. A, it's a bit bizarre. Well, th- thank you so much to the listeners who have been so kind over the years too. Um, I am moving back to England. Um, I'm moving to Crikey. Liverpool, where I will be getting my MBA, and it's Ooh. an MBA program that, for those who don't know, prior to coming here, I was working in uh, in the other kind of football in England, and so I'll go back and work in that, and I'm joining a program that sort of is a pathway in some ways to to that industry. To so. a front office job. And you're essentially yeah. oh, working for a soccer team as part of this MBA. Yeah, Am well, I right? Well, yeah, so as part of that, and then also um, I have a couple friends uh, around the country who are working for different teams, so I'll be helping them out as well. So, yeah, I'm excited. By the way, Gold Standard, if you great. haven't noticed, in a whole lot smarter than all of us. Right. Not true. And, you know, you're doing at your age what I don't even, I don't even know where I was at the, his age, in living in some farmhouse with like 12 <laughs> people in Boulder. This guy is going to be a superstar, and he's also a friend. Cut Aww. to 30 years from now, there's going to be the, you know, around the Premier League podcast, <laughs> and they'll be talking about the Twitter account of whatever team he's working for with the hashtag, in Goldman we trust, just because he picks up <laughs> the right players every year. I'll be, I'll be tracking that podcast, <laughs> too, because if you start lifting intellectual property, I will sue your asses. <laughs> Sounds good. And if you are working in soccer, like 2022, when the U.S. is playing in the World Cup final, you got to hook us up with tickets. Oh, I got you. We're going to Qatar, <laughs> baby. 
All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it uh, for this Around the NFL podcast. Best of luck to you, Gold Standard. Thank you, sir. Uh, we will be back next week, so make sure you tune in uh, or download or however you get this fine show. This is Dan Hansa signing off for The Sizzler, The Ghost Protocol, The Boss, and once and once more and finally The Gold Standard. Until next week. Dreams are pure. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.